Welcome to the family with Doug Sprinthal and Andy Bernard. Our special guest in this couple of minutes, Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, but now Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com. We need wheels. Uh, we're running low on new cars, which is our best source of used car inventory, the trade-ins. We are buying cars directly from the public. If you have some parents that maybe it's time to for them to give up driving, I, I, my, I have two sets of parents, and one did, and the other one's about to. Uh, Walzer can help. Go to walzerbuyscars.com, fill out all the information, hit Submit, and you'll get an instant offer. The only thing we have to do at some point is actually verify the physical condition of the car, but you know that takes 10 or 15 minutes. It's not a long, drawn-out process. If you have a payoff on the car, we can make the payoff and give you the, uh, the balance due. If you have a lease vehicle that's coming due in the next five or six months, check with us. We may, you may actually be in an equity position, which is kind of unusual. For more information, you can email me directly at dougatwalzer.com or go to walzerbuyscars.com. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President at North American Banking Company. And I'm Mike Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a community bank based right here in the Twin Cities, we believe in taking the time to get to know our customers and their businesses. And part of that is hiring and cultivating a team of experienced lenders. When your business banks with us, you're not training in a new inexperienced banker. In fact, our bankers have worked with many of the same customers for years, earning their trust. We get to know you and your business, and you get to know and rely upon us. When your business is looking to capitalize on an opportunity or solve a problem, we'll be here to help you. Tom here. I know Brad and Mike, and I trust that with my banking, they've personally delivered on everything they've just said. So why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender? We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Our special guest, Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant. So I get great. I get Bryant and Sprinthal on the same day. Just aren't I the lucky one? You are. God, what a fortune. It fortunate. must be great to be you and wake up in the morning getting to know that you talk to a used car salesman and a trial lawyer. Doesn't get any better. Boy, it does getting better. It doesn't get any better than that, does it? Michael, how are you? Good, good. How's the back, Doug? You know, uh, I was telling Andy and Tom for the first time in six months, I can stand up still without having to hold on to the walls. I actually walked up a f two flights of stairs this morning Ooh. without hand hang hanging onto the handrails. I got a lot of rehab to do. I've got some atrophy in my legs because yep. they've been terrible, but um, it came out way, way better than I thought. I was, to, uh, to be honest, I was really nervous about having back surgery. I've got a lot of friends that have had it, and then they get to have it again, and then they have another one, and then several after that, and pretty soon they can't walk. Um, this, yeah. <laughs> this one seems to have, have been really, really good. So I'm no pain meds at all. So it's good. Good, good. Thanks for asking. You know. Absolutely. <clears throat> So what's the latest with you, Mr. Bryant? Uh, just getting back to regular work and, you know, getting over all the all the interviews and all the issues going on and, you know, just going on from there. 
So you actually believe you do regular work? Give me a break. Yeah, no. I think I try. I try to. You it's know, like that's me. Kind of the idea. It's like me doing regular work by schmoozing into a microphone. It's not really work. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I used to do a lot of TV oh, well. stuff too. And once upon a time, I threatened to have my business card changed to Doug Sprinthal, media whore. Me. But the, the company didn't think <laughs> that was nice. a very good title. Yeah, the media part's okay. Yeah. I don't yeah. know about the horror part. Yeah. You know. So, Michael, what's, right. uh, I, you know, I, I, I had a, uh, an interesting um, morning uh, this morning because I'm, try, I'm still try, grappling, you know, I'm still wrestling with the idea of if you don't agree with me, I hate you, which I just don't understand. Oh, yeah. It makes no sense to me that people are getting canceled because they disagree with something you said. I, I don't understand any of it at all. Um, yeah. Do you see any end to this? I, I, it's just so sad, you know. Well, you know, it'll it'll be interesting to see what the long term effect of the um, of the, the the verdict will be. Um, it was it, watching the emotion and watching the the, the, the responses to it um, was interesting and it was different. Um, it, 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 I was reflecting yesterday on the thought of, you know, I mean, 420 has been used as a different date. It's, I think it's Hitler's birthday. I think it, it was Columbine. Right. You know, now we got the yep. George Floyd verdict. And, you know, there are people talking about where they're going to be, that they'll remember this for the rest of their life. And, and you know, we'll see. We'll see what comes out of it. Um, and hopefully it'll be positive. That would be good. Uh, I have not heard of any disruption basically certainly no rioting certainly no violence has there been any i haven't seen it not that i'm aware of you know not that i'm aware of there was you know some questions about that church that burned on monday which is before the verdict but other than that i haven't heard anything you know and you know it's it's scary when you think well i hope that's just a regular burning (laughs) you know you know (laughs) exactly exactly right but it's just a car accident everything's fine yes yeah, but uh, you know, there's still stuff going across the country, and there's still issues that pop up. But, but yeah, I hope people do. I hope people do. You know, gain something from this, and 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 in the end, I think all of it goes towards towards training, and and you know that I that that discussion that Chauvin and Williams had a couple weeks before this happened, you know, goes to the hope that you know the neighborhood do talk to each other and they do want to all get home safe and that's the overall goal it is indeed you know we we just um we talked this morning about well there uh, we had the man on john uh was on doing the the razzie awards you know the pick picks for the worst yep. actor and all that. that stuff oh you heard the thing yep. i did hear, i, I did hear it yep. yeah and he went after mike lindell a couple of times and i laughed about it mike mike is a good friend of so mine I, I was going to ask you is mike in a movie or something yeah, it's called Absolute yeah. Proof or something like that. Huh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I think Andy and I are the two that watch it. I think you watch it, didn't you, Andy? Well, that was the other one. This is a new one that just came out yesterday. That That's uh, Absolute Disruption or something like that? What the hell was it? No, Absolute Proof is the one that's up for the worst movie of the year. Oh, okay. <laughs> and yeah. Mike Lindell is up for the worst I, actor I, I, of the year. Yeah, I sat through the two hours and watched it. My my favorite part of that 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 one is at the end of it. He's like, "Well, so all the Supreme Court judges that have to be bothered by watching this." I'm like, "I just don't think Sotomayor is sitting around watching this." But maybe, you know? no, probably not. No. But I mean, the point being, my reaction was not to get pissed off about. Hey, guy's a friend of mine. Leave him alone. Oh, sure. He's a grown up. He can handle himself. I I can laugh at the whole thing because I think it's hilarious. Mike Lindell can stick up for himself. You know they're going at. By the way, James Adomian, I guess just does a perfect impression of Mike Lindell. Oh really? Yeah, Mike wow. Lindell. He did it. All, he does it on the Jimmy Kimmel show. I guess he just nails it because oh, he's yeah, really I've good. Seen that. So yeah. yeah, James is an old friend. So you know, I got two sides of you. Look, I don't agree with. There's not one person on earth I agree with everything they say and think. Well, that's not true. Fonny. Yeah, Fonny. Yeah. Did you hear what she did to me last week with this hunyuck we have on the phone? Uh Uh-uh. I'm on the phone with somebody. I can't remember who's on the phone with, but it wasn't either either of you two. I know that. And Fonny comes up to me, and I'm on the phone. We're at her house babysitting her, right? She comes up to me and goes, are you talking to Michael Bryan? (laughs) What? (laughs) Where the hell did she even get that? I mean, how does she even know who Michael Bryan is? She's four. 
But you know these kids. Well, man, I, played, I played basketball with her and Sage that that night. I was over there. That's true. Well, there That's go. true. So, Mike, are yeah. you talking to Michael? Bryce? She remembered you, man. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. But see, I was trying to offer this as an example to people. Yes, Mike Lindell and I are good friends. He's he's. I've watched him do great work where he's given away tons of money to help people. I watched him do a number of wonderful things. He's a feisty guy. There's no question about that. He was a flaming drug addict before, and he got through that whole deal. See, I give everybody a little bit of a break, whether it's, you know, whether it's Mike Lindell or it's, you know, who had a hell out. I just don't get pissed off at people about things like that. I didn't get mad at John for, for naming him worst actor in the worst movie. I, I would take that it's as an hilarious. honor. Exactly. I mean, I'm, I'm sure he's a, he's, he probably is a terrible actor. I would be, too. Oh, it's God, yeah. I'm, it I'm would sure. be a medal of honor to be the worst. Right? Mike, if you're listening, or Don, if you're listening, Mike could be. I've not seen him act, but he could be the worst actor ever born. There's a possibility of that. You know? Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. He's right, up, that guy. right up there with the, the disaster artist. I can't remember that guy's name. What was that guy's name? Oh, I can't either. So, yeah, what I'm trying to do. Uh, I'm talking Tommy about Wizzo? Tom, Tommy. Was Tommy, that Wizzo? Uh, Wizzo, yeah. Tommy Wizzo. Wizzo, yeah. yeah. Yep. But yeah, what I'm trying to get to for for everybody here is, uh, you don't like something, then then don't deal with it. You don't agree with Mike Lindell, then don't agree with him. You have every right. He has every right to believe what he believes. So everybody, calm down. And the same is true of, of you know. Let me let me put it this way. I did not like what uh, what uh, what's that psychopath's name from California again? Which one? Oh, the one that was just yeah, here really. telling telling everybody they should burn everything to the ground. Oh, Maxine. Oh, Maxine yeah. Waters. Maxine Waters. <laughs> I don't care for her. Yeah, the Congresswoman Maxine Waters was in town trying to stir the pot, and then we had the President of the United States opening his mouth when he shouldn't have. They gave away twenty-seven million dollars before the trial even began. Really. I don't like any of that stuff, but did it piss me off? No, because you know that people's gonna, people are going to do things that are in their favor, and you better get used to it because they're going to do it for the rest of your life. So don't get mad at people. Yeah. You know, I'm not mad at Biden. I'm not mad at Maxine Waters. She's certainly not my kind of person. And uh, before I move on, let me just say that the Babylon Bee had the headline, Where's BLM Headed? She just hopes to make enough money to buy a fifth house, <laughs> <laughs> which I think is pretty damn. They said, "Have a sense of humor about it, for Christ's sake." I actually know a fair number of black people that are not all that enamored with BLM. No, they're not at all. Yeah, what's well, a money-making deal? That's yeah. what it is. Well, that's what it's turned into. It has. There's no question about that. So, don't get angry about this stuff. Live your life. Take it easy. Look at, look at how fortunate you are. You don't have Doug and Mike as friends. I do. I have the burden, and you don't. Oh, see, you see what I'm saying? I'll, I'll, I'll dissect a couple of things that there. Um, okay. On the Maxine Water quote, you know, there's a lot of people that were were responding to how the judge, uh, the judge, Judge Cahill, responded to right. Maxine Water, right. uh, Water's quote because the defense brought a motion for a mistrial based upon that, uh, and the the judge got is. His main point in getting upset was these are separate branches. There's a judicial branch, right, there's, a, right. there's a legislative branch, the executive, and he didn't like the the, the shot at the judicial branch. Yep. And there's there's people who've gotten upset with him as if he was making some statement that was pro defendant or pro. He's just mad. I mean, you think for a guy who's thinking all I want to do is get this trial done. Yeah. Okay. I want it done. I want it done as clean. I want it done so everybody's rights are, are covered as best we can. And then to have that happen, he's just just reacting like a normal person would by going, I wish they'd stop. Yeah. That's, that's to me, that was the message he was putting across with what he said. I agree. He said, they may have given you a, 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 a mistrial issue only because if one of the jurors, I mean, if they follow up and one of the jurors comes back and says, oh, yeah, I was affected because this is how it affected me, yeah, that would be an issue. But mm. it all being said, as quick as they came back, as united yeah. as they came back, they had to be relatively united, and that he found him guilty of all three. Right. I don't see how any of that had any effect whatsoever. Well, you know, like, if, if As long as the jurors said the truth at the beginning, which in the beginning they said, I didn't pay attention to this stuff. You know, I I yeah. didn't come up, and there were a number of people who were relatively pro 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 police officers when they were being questioned to begin with. So it's not like the jury was just this like raving lunatic. 
No, I, I don't think anybody thought they were. It's just whether whether it did it, it did it harm the case. No, but it still what they did was wrong. There is no question about that. Al Sharpton running his mouth again while he doesn't pay his own income taxes. Maybe we should pay pay attention to somebody who's honest. That'd be nice. Hey, Mike, I got a question for you. What's your What's your best guess? And, I, and you can throw every disclaimer on it, the answer you want. What's your best guess as to what's going to happen during sent, during sentencing? Uh, I think he'll get more than the the, the twelve years. Um, I think the judge will go up from that. Um, how high he'll go, I don't know. Um, but he, I, I really doubt he'll go down. There's a motion from the defense for for it to be yeah. below the, you know, the twelve years. Um, the defense is bring or the state is bringing a motion to go higher, and I, I gotta believe with all of the impact. Well, the the one thing that will be interesting is how does he deal with the probation officer? Um, you know, the, the uh, I always thought one of the problems he had with testifying was he doesn't show any kind of emotion right, right. after this happened. Right. When you look at the videotape. Where you look at the other police officers, when you look at Knorr, when you look at Potter, when you look at the Castillo case, they all kind of, they all showed an emotional response that, wow, I just killed somebody. You know, and so they were able to get on the stand and get all of them because they showed it at the scene. He never showed any of that. That that whole discussion he has with Williams on his on his uh, that's on his um, uh, on the camera the uniform camera is very odd because it's not even clear he knew he was dead at that point. Right. Um, the way he answers those questions, and so so how does he go into the probation officer now, and and how does he express how he's feeling? If the probation officer listens to him. And he feels like God. He really feels bad about everything that happens and all these impacts. That could have a big impact on how uh, on how the judge looks at things, depending on what the probation office comes back with. So, he's going to get the chair. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, no. The most, the most, <laughs> he can only get no. the top from the second degree, so he won't get. He 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 can't get more than that. That's um, forty years. The question though, isn't it? is, is how much? Uh, I think it's twenty five. I think off the top of my head. I think it's 25. Oh, if there's an attorney out there um, listening, maybe you'd like to call in. And... <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. There you Sorry. Go. I, yeah. There you go. Yeah, I haven't <laughs> thought about that in a couple of days. So, so I, I, but I, the, I, the, the issue will be, the issue will be, uh, you know, probation officer, and he's going to rule on those Blakely issues in the next two weeks, I think is what he said, or four weeks. Can you explain what that means? I watched the verdict being read, and he, when the oh. judge said that he'd do that, I'm like, I'm like most of us. I'm not an actual attorney. I just think I am because I, I have right. a Facebook account. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the question was was whether or not on the increased penalties, whether or not that would be something that could go to the jury or go to the judge. And so he waived that going to the jury and says he's okay with the judge getting it. And typically you'd waive that because... If a jury's mad enough at you, because you assume they're mad at you to, to to convict you of these things, I don't want to give it to them to also decide what they're going to get be penalized with. You know, if you've got a if you got a really super super uh, you know um, uh, empathetic uh, client, potentially the jury could say, "Well, we had you under these facts do this, but we're willing to give him a big break or her a big break based upon the penalty." Then maybe the jury'd look at it. But in most cases, you're safer with the judge. Um, you're not going to get a big swing one way or the other that you potentially get with the jury when the judge makes the decision. So why so did they, did why did they call those, why do they name those Blakely, whatever they're called? What's the genesis based of that? It's a case, the Blake, it's a Blakely case, so it's like Miranda or, you oh, know, okay. it's, it's based upon the case Blake United States versus Blake. Likely about sentencing and about going up higher than the than the guidelines because the guidelines are created and then issues came up on on what you could use for standards and there's all sorts of things they look at they look at whether kids were around you know what other mitigating factors there are either up or down from what's being recommended under the by the the guidelines. Okay, that makes sense. Thanks. Indeed. So okay, cool. so he, he, we, what he's about two months away from sentencing. Is that right? Yeah, the judge said eight weeks. Sentencing was so eight, eight weeks, weeks. Yeah, that's what I thought. So um, it doesn't seem like they're really anybody nervous about how much time he's going to get. Everybody kind of assumes he's going to get more than the standard. 
So uh, I got to believe they're probably going to be no matter who it is, they got to be pretty happy with that. Or they're I suppose there are some people who are never going to be happy if they shot him to death. They wouldn't care. Oh. It wasn't enough. I I think I think well sure there'll be that kind of response. Right. But I, I I was actually I mean there are people very they were exuberant about the verdict, right. um, yep. which is kind of a, a little bit odd on the type of case it was. Mm-hmm. You know because it's. It's not a, you know, it's not a, you know, celebration case with no. the death and the whole impact on those things. But there were people that were really emotional and very much affected by it. Um, um, and, um, you know, that was that was interesting to hear. That was, to me, that was um, a very, uh, 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 there, there were a lot of people that, well, I mean, <laughs> get away from the, the the, 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 the riots that took place. And if you go just to the basics on the initial protest, people were emotionally affected by this case. Yeah, and yeah, they, they were, were mostly affected because there was a video out there that they could watch, where they could watch all of it. And um, that had, I, I that to me, I believe, had the, well, it had the biggest impact. And if you go back and you look at the original police report that came out on this case, if you don't have that video, I don't know that this case ever gets charged out to begin right. with. Right. I agree. But that's, yeah, without cell phones, back in, you know, 30 years ago, this would have never gone anywhere. The guy would have been yeah. dead, and that yeah. would have been it. You're right about that. But, I mean, yeah. in, a, in a way, that's good to know that there are other people watching, so you better be on your best behavior. Right? Yeah. Well, that and that that was kind of the defense's argument in the closing is, you know, why would you act out if you knew videos were watching you? Um, and yeah, that's yeah. not something that apparently the jury accepted. Um, but um, it, it, it was I was watching, you know, there were some Facebook uh, threads out there and that's always dangerous to read those things. But oh, God, yeah. um, there were some discussions about how much has changed since the original original video came out that that society reacted in a certain way with the video. And then over time, things have changed as people thrown in other facts and other issues and stuff. This jury, if you accept them as telling the truth, at the beginning when they're picked. This jury was watching that video really for the first time during the trial. So they were reacting a lot the way people did right after they saw the video right at the very beginning, if you accept their position that we didn't pay attention to a lot of this to begin with. Um, and I, I feel for those people when you figure if you're normally a person who doesn't pay much attention and suddenly, boom, you get it for three weeks over and over and yeah, over again. Yeah, Boy, that's got to be really traumatic, there. I would think. Watches, watching oh, videos absolutely. of somebody getting killed. It's yeah, just... yep. Yeah, yep, absolutely. So, you know, it, it'll be interesting. Then, you know, once we get the sentencing, then we'll see what the other three officers do. Um, do you think and, they'll, you know, you the think they'll strike officers... a plea deal, or what, what's your guess? best guess on that? Um, my guess is they will. Um, I, you know, they'll... They'll do a couple things. They'll reevaluate what happened in this trial. They may see if they can get some information from jurors about what stuck and then see what, if anything, they can do with that. Um, the state has to figure out, do we want to put everybody through another trial like this? You know, and what are we willing yeah. to give up in order to do that? You know, he's been convicted of second degree, so they can get in the betting off the second degree. Um, and uh, I, I, they've been individually charged, I think, with third degree on top of it. Now, in all this, we may get a decision back from the Nor case in the Supreme Court at some point that, that I think completely is going to change what they're doing with third degree right now. So, so I'm not a big fan of anybody using that without setting it up for future appeals because um, there's a whole question about what you need to prove on third degree at the moment. But... You know, we'll see. But my guess is they're going to plead. And, you know, the the one that I find most interesting overall is the plea that they'll try to set up with Potter because, you know, how big of a battle are you going to have over what ends up there? You know, if you go back to the original Chauvin charges, you know, one of the reasons why um, – why the feds wouldn't go along with the deal was they didn't think he was getting a big enough penalty at that point. Right. You know, and you wonder if they'd gone along with it, how much could we have saved? I mean, we could have, I mean, maybe a lot of this wouldn't have happened if, if, if it was done at that point, but uh, you know, that's all looking back and, you know, if we could go back to, you know, stopping the virus from flooding out, that would be awesome. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. know, there's so many things that I, we could go back to do. I, I, which which one will we choose choose and fix? You know. Yeah, so. I don't know. I, the one thing that I'm taking away from there. I, can you stay for the next segment, too, or do you have to go after this segment? No, no, I'm fine. I'm okay, fine. you're fine. Uh, the one thing that I would like to do is sit down pretty even keel with a bunch of people and say, look, why don't we start forcing Fox and CNN and MSNBC and all these places to tell the truth because they're causing huge problems. I mean, if someone presents the case that all, that white people are racist, it's pretty easy to disprove that since we've had a two-term black president who was elected by white people. I mean, he yeah, could not have yeah. been elected without white people. And a black so, VP now. Black right. VP now. Uh, there are signs that things are all hell of a lot better than they were. We can't look back 200 years ago. Look, you're never going to make up for what happened 200 years ago anyway. It's impossible to make up for that kind of disaster uh, by human beings. But but somebody on the, has to have the balls on the national news to go, well, well wait a minute. They're, uh, you know, look at television, look at movies. Obviously, sports, that takes talent. So that's judged not on skin color, but on talent. That's a whole different deal. But television and movies and music, um, it's pretty, pretty much dominated by black people right now, which is terrific. But, I mean, we've made steps, but nobody's talking about the great steps that we've made in America. Why aren't they? Well, I, that was kind of what they were talking about after the verdict. Um, so we did, I mean, if you, if, if, the, the, the whole, a lot of the press after was people talking about, you know, Jesus is such a big change and this is such a big impact in society. And that's, that's where I hope that's used as a springboard to go on from there. I hope so. Um, so, so, so I, 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 you know, you hesitate to, to, to say it, but I hope in the end there, this turns out to be a real positive overall for a lot of different reasons. You yes. know, and yeah. um, you know, but we'll see. You know, I, I, um, I got uh, someone asked. You know, is this going to be something that now police officers have to be afraid of? And I hope not. Actually, I think right. it was you. You asked me this uh, on the morning the other day. I hope not. I hope what this does is say, let's train this so we don't have this situation again. Right. You know that it's not meant as a fear thing. It's meant of how do we make this work so we don't have. These kind of things happen, you know, um, and um, for for everybody involved, you know, because because there yep. is so many lives that were affected by this in so many different ways. But you know that that there was positiveness that I that kind of was overwhelming for what I thought it was going to be. I didn't right. I didn't see that positiveness coming. But when they started interviewing people and you, you got people that were highly emotional about things they'd gone through in their own life and the effect it has, that's Hope. That gives us the hope, I think. I hope so. We'll be right back more with Michael Bryant, Doug Sprinthal. Andy's here. We'll uh, schmooze more about this right after this. As you know, my friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. Well, he didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Now Mike has done it again by introducing his new My Slippers. Mike has taken over two years to develop. The My Slippers are designed to wear indoor and outdoor all day long. Made with MyPillow Foam, an impact gel to help prevent fatigue, and made with quality leather suede. For a limited time, Mike is offering 40% off his new My Slippers. The My Slippers are so comfortable, you'll want to get some for the whole family, which is what we did. Call 1-800-516-5146 or use promo code TOM, of course. 1-800-516-5146. Use promo code TOM or go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener square and use promo code TOM. You'll also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets. Call 1-800-516-5146. Use promo code TOM. Dan Chesky is here from Dan Southside Marine to talk boats in February. 2021 is all about boat inventory or the lack thereof. Dan's has what you're looking for in the color and model you want. So get in and take advantage of the factory incentives and discounts February offers. Why should our listeners shop for a fishing boat at Dan's Southside Marine? We have the latest models on display, like the new Revolution. It features rotational seating from Premier Marine and the new Lumacraft FSX crossover fishing ski. Both are getting tons of attention and grabbing sales from the competition. 
Dan's Southside Marine is packed with pontoons from Avalon, Berkshire, and Premier with all the rebates and incentives we mentioned at the top. Get the family out this weekend and come see these amazing pontoons. And be sure to ask about custom-rigged Alumacraft fishing boats this weekend at Dan Southside Marine during our February open house. Dan Southside Marine, six blocks west of 35W on 98th Street in Bloomington. Shop online at dansouthsidemarine.com. There are definitely things to avoid during a Minnesota winter, like licking a flagpole or waiting too long to replace that car battery. But number one on the list is taking a chance on your furnace. Hey, Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning, reminding you that a furnace clean and tune will improve efficiency, reliability, and peace of mind. Or maybe it's time to take advantage of Sabre's rebates and upgrade to an energy-efficient Bryant system. Don't take chances on your comfort. Visit SabreHeating.com. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Doug Sprinthal's here. Yeah. Andy's here. Michael Bryant is on the phone. I got This, to me, this is not going to mean anything to the three of you, probably. But to me, it's a huge deal. After 52 years, St. Louis Park's longtime roller garden skating rink is going to close Is that forever. the one that had the dinosaur in the room? Yes. Yeah, I skated there back Damn in the 70s. It. Well, even I remember that place. I was a kid. We used to go there and roller skate every yep. so often. Yeah, you did. They're getting rid of it? Well, yep. who roller My skates anymore? What did you, you say, Michael? My kids went there, you know, yeah, as yeah. they were growing up, and there's still there's still lines out there at times. I mean, they had to have, you know, had lots of problems with the, you know, last year and a half. Well, oh yeah, yeah. Um, sure. But there's oh, still yeah. when you go by, there's still people going in roller skating. Got to believe Dusko Disco Doug is out there still going at it. Disco Doug, baby. Well, apparently he's gonna they're gonna turn <laughs> it into a gym. So I don't know who bought it, but gym. it's gonna be a gymnasium. Mm-hmm. Which that just makes me sad because it's been it hasn't been there my whole life, but it's been there since I was you know at yeah. seventeen years old. Uh, longer than that, I think. It says well, it says fifty two years under current ownership, but the, well, that's true. Yeah, the, you're right. Yeah, the place was built when was it? Nineteen twenties, maybe. It does not say. I wonder. Toots out there rolling around at some point? I would say, listen, get out of my way. I'm roller skating. Yeah, we're going left-hand skate now. <laughs> left-hand skate 1930, now for... it was constructed and oh, opened as go. the Pastime Arena. There you go, the Pastime Arena, 1930. <laughs> so, yeah, it's been there. Almost been 100 years old. They're not tearing the building down, though. No, they're not. It's going to be a gym. They're just changing it into a gym, which I guess... But it's going to be the exact same, but they're just going to throw a bunch of equipment in the rink, I but assume. It, but it just does break my heart because that place has been there from, that, from as long as I can remember. And it used to have the Sinclair dinosaur on the roof because yep. the Sinclair shut down, so they took the dinosaur. Roller oh, skating that just, like, no one roller skates anymore. No, they really I don't. I tried to find roller blades recently because... Nope, can't find them. Uh, you, you just can't find them. No really? one sells them. Right. No one buys You're them. They're just right. not a thing anymore. I don't know I, why. I torture Sarah. I still have my original 1984 Lightnings. I... I have some old ones, but they don't fit anymore. So in fact, when Alan comes in, ask him about rollerblades. He's got a great story. About really? It. He and Tr know the guy that started it. Really? Oh, to yep. start rollerblade? Because mm-hmm. rollerblade is a company. Well, I thought that right. was Nagley yeah. that started it. Huh? It was Nagley. Well, just wait till he's here and he can tell the story. Well, I know Nagley. He's a great guy. Will schmooze. Fine. I'm not talking to you ever again. This is it. Doug Sprinthal's out of the mix. What do they call him? Dividers. Oh, we gotta get a, a divider. divider. We have to get a glass divider between Doug and me. That's all there is to it. It's It'll, COVID, you see. Can't be in the same room together. No, I can't hate sit each other. With him. It's unbelievable. You should install some of those uh, accordion dividers that they had in the, every building in the 80s. You know, oh, the room sh- dividers? Oh, yeah, yeah the room yeah, dividers. Actually, yeah. I remember those in the 60s. Those were so cool. Well, yeah, every business had one when i was a kid i mean i'm sure half of the businesses had existed since the 60s but yeah it's uh, tell you they funny. don't make them anymore i don't think we uh, used to play at a club out in somerset and i think it was called ben's and they had it was basically this giant bar divided in half and the stage was on the back side where the band had set up but they had strippers on the weekend and in the front Front bar, they had male strippers, so it's it's all women. Yeah, it's in Somerset. What a shock. (laughs) And in the back bar, where the band was set up, they had female strippers. Of course. And at 9.30 or whatever, uh, 9.30 or 10 o'clock at night, the strippers were done. 
they'd start opening the door between the two sections of the bar and the band had to start playing and it was like watching matter and antimatter collide <laughs> so you get a bunch of chicks that have been watching guys take their clothes off for three hours and That's they're totally phenomenal. hammered and then the guys and i will tell you that generally the women were way worse behaved than the guys that's were. what i understand that's what I, they tell me women who go see male strippers get really nuts but that first set was always a riot and after God. that everybody had paired off and they'd leave by midnight the place would be empty i think i saw a teen king and the princes at that venue you're talking about yeah. remember teen king oh, and the princes sure. I think I saw them at yeah. that venue. Night, it, big bar. It was fun to play. It was close by. Michael, you, do you remember Teen King and the Princes, or were you not here then? Uh, I do not. That was before me. Hot t- uh, as an attorney, give me your opinion on this. Other than the Loch Ness, what was your favorite strip club on the way to Wisconsin? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Okay, so Teen oh, King and boy. the Princes, come no. up on well, stage. Well, I, I have. Go ahead. Well, Oh, well, that used to be a nice chair until Doug just broke it. not sound healthy. Jesus, Palomino. You know, he's got a healthy back now, Michael. So he's busting up all the furniture. Nah, just moving around well, and stuff. Well, the good news anyway. is we have a spare chair in the other room, so I'll swap yeah, I didn't that break out. it. I think it just went farther back than it's used to. Maybe it was your Sound back that broke. No, that wasn't we'll my see. back. I mean, His they're... back cracked. Anyway, back to the attorney cares, in the strip clubs so. in Wisconsin. Okay, just very quickly. Yeah, I... I've said that place in Hayward is the most disgusting place I've ever been in my life. Mr. Phipps, I think it's called. Oh, that don't one. even talk to me about that. You know what happened to me at Mr. Phipps? No, but or inquiring minds uh, want to know. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, you and I have talked about this Yeah, before. Michael and I have talked about it. So I'm up there with a certain family of brothers that you all know, but I won't say who. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I'm up there, and they said, hey, we're going to Phipps. I'm like, what's Phipps? It's a strip club. I said, I don't go to strip clubs. They're too depressing. Because when I was a kid, the strippers all lived in my neighborhood. So I would see them on Sunday morning, and they all got runny makeup from crying right. all night. And I'm like, oh, God. God. So I've never been a strip club kind of guy, you know, all the rest of it. So we go to Phipps, and we're sitting there, and I, I, I have to drop a word here, so, you know. We're sitting there, and everybody's, you know, watching the women, this and the other, that, and the guys are, like, elbow deep, for Christ's sake. I'm like, whatever. All of a sudden, this person touches my shoulder. And I go, that's kind of weird. And I turn around, and it was a naked woman. And I shouldn't have done it, but it was a natural reaction because I would have done it was a guy or whatever. And I said, get your fucking hand off me. (laughs) I was asked to leave. Phipps is in the middle of nowhere, as Michael Bryant will tell you. I sat in the car for four hours. (laughs) Four hours sitting in the car while they were in there checking out the nipple action. (laughs) What the hell kind of world is this, Bryant? That's what I want to know. Yeah, that's yeah. Well, listen to the long, sympathy long you guys' voice. It's probably, it's probably the early '90s or yep. no, no, probably your '80s. Oh, well, maybe. Ugh, yeah, the well, bartender the... was walking around with a bat in their hand. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, of the course, place is know. still here. Phipps is. Uh, it's called Phipps Tavern now. Oh my! But it's basically it's the same place. Is it a gentleman's it's club? Just a, they only allow gentlemen. Uh, yes, it yeah. is. It's a farmhouse, is what it was. The interesting thing is, uh, you can read the, the Google reviews. Four stars. Wow, this place still exists. <laughs> That's the it's a pretty four good star review rating. there. The four star rating. Oh, it's still here. Jeff P. Wonder yeah, Jeff if the P. Old exactly. owners are still there. God, what Great a place. Great memories. It's, yeah, it's, it's a bunch of people who used to go there a million years ago and don't anymore. Yeah, that's true. The other thing I was going to mention about over in Somerset over there, I go see Teen King and the Princes. It was a it was a back to the '60s band. Back to the '60s was what like in the 1980s. It was really popular because yeah. of Shot on I think. Actually, there's a great well, it's a '70s band. Never mind. Keep going. But no, I mean Shot on I think kicked it off for everybody. Yeah. So there were bands like Teen King and the Princes would come, but. As a lawyer, Michael, I want you to answer this. How good an idea this was. Every time I ever saw Teen King and the Princess, they'd come on stage and they would sing a song, and Teen King was always smoking a cigarette. And they'd finish the first song, he'd take the cigarette out of his mouth and flick it into the audience mm. while it was on fire. Nice. I'm like, what nice. the hell? Probably wouldn't go over today, mm-hmm. would it? No. 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 <laughs> I don't I, think so. I I shook hands when I was about seven years old. I shook hands with a guy that was smoking a cigarette, 
one of the friends of my uncle and and then about oh, about five minutes later I looked down and it, it had put ash on my the end of my knuckle and so I still got a spot there where it burned into my skin. It burned into your hand? <laughs> yep, well, at the end of my thumb. Yep. And it's just an ash that got on there and I'm like, what the hell is that? And yep, it was just burning right into my skin. So you couldn't so. even feel it. I, well, apparently not. I don't know. It just, it was like weird. I don't know. I don't know what happened, but it it was the very end of my knuckle and, or the the bottom knuckle on my thumb and it just burned right in. So I still got a round spot where it was. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. I have a question Mm -hmm. for you. Why does Mm -hmm. LeBron James not shut up? I mean, he looks like oh, such a well, fool again today. Yeah, he shot himself in the foot again, he? Didn't really he really did. I heard Would you that. just back? You're a billionaire, for Christ's sake. Come on. Yeah. But, yeah, you can't be well, saying stuff gonna like He's going to keep playing basketball. Yeah. But, yeah, he won't He's going to keep playing basketball as long as he can. He can and do whatever he wants. Well, good for they him. Mics they, keep sh- they got mics they keep shoving into his face, and, you know. And, and I don't know. You don't know. And that's. One of the problems with 24-hour media is, you know, I remember being around campaigns in the 80s right. and, and and things would happen, but no, they wouldn't be stories. You know, they would just be right. what they were. Right. They were yeah. emotional reactions by people. You know, I, I, I remember one congressional candidate grabbing somebody by the collar that was giving him grief at a parade and him banging him against the wall. You know, today that would be like a national incident. Yeah. And it was yep. just it just happened. It just, everybody cooled off and it it got better. But twenty four hour news and twenty four hour videos and twenty four hour things, I you know, for for the good things that you get from video, like, you know, like we were just talking with the Floyd case, I mean good yeah. I I guess is relative, but no, but I you understand. have the video that we wouldn't have had. You also have all this other stuff that you just wouldn't you know you wouldn't hear about it wouldn't be an issue on every single thing well so nine years ago who who said digital is going to destroy the earth because you can't let dimwits get that much access you just can't they can't handle it well it's true some of these people are way too stupid to be on social media they just really are they believe anything that comes across so, I, I don't know, yeah. I just, if I were LeBron James, he actually did threaten to harm that man by saying, you're next. That was a threat, there's no yeah. doubt about that. Uh, what do you do on LeBron? Why don't you offer, remember... Well, he owns, the, he owns the Red Sox, so there's nothing really that wrong with him. Oh, does he own part of the Red Sox now? I didn't know that. <laughs> yep, yep, yeah, he's part of that group that owns the soccer team, and... So they own the Red Sox as part of it too. So, so he's got to be okay. Oh, because he's your guy. <laughs> okay, here we go. He's my guy, Tom. Yeah, he's my guy. You're unbelievable. I just all of these people. I wish they would all just shut up and let the people do their jobs. Why don't you let the people work together, treat everybody the same, nothing to do with skin color. We cannot make up for the hideous history we've had, but the world's history is much worse. You know the number one uh, clothing brand in America of people under 35? Number one clothing, Mm -hmm. by far. What'd you say? Is it Nike? I'm guessing it's not Carhartt. It's Nike. It is, huh? This is a company that uses slave labor to make their clothes, and nobody gives a rat's ass. How, how can we get that to that point? They, may, they use slaves to make their clothes, and somehow that's just okay with young people. You know, that's not very yeah. good leadership you got coming up there if you think that's, uh, that's acceptable, because it's not. I would, I would be curious to talk to their marketing people, because they've done some really kind of counterintuitive stuff over the years that yeah. worked out pretty well. I yeah. mean, they stuck with Tiger. Uh, they stuck yeah. with Kaepernick. Yep. I think yep. a lot of companies would have been, um, you're done. Well, Kaepernick, you're they should have cut him off at the knees. That yeah, psychopath. Yeah, they're a very successful company with kind of unconventional marketing. Yeah, they, it, no, does, right. it does work. I it mean, does. just from a straight business, rather, if you just eliminate you know, your kind of societal views of what the company, whether they're good or bad, they, they they do do things their own yeah, way, and it does seem to work. You can't overlook slavery. I'm no, sorry. I agree. You just can't. I had some Nike stuff yeah. that was given to me by the University of Minnesota. I threw almost all of it away. It's probably some around somewhere. <laughs> almost all of it. <laughs> no, like I said, there's probably some in the back of the closet. I don't even know it's there. 
I'm looking. There's a pair of sweatpants that I really liked at the University of Minnesota. But I got to figure out how to how to get some red ink over the Nike <laughs> slogan or logo or whatever the hell that thing I is. I got some of that stuff from JB too. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Well, there you go, yeah. baby. So I don't know. I just I really hope after this situation and the Potter situation, I, I feel sorry for that woman because I really don't think she meant to shoot him. I don't know for sure, but Jesus, there was just no reason to shoot the guy. Yeah, she's just had, very dumb, is all. Yeah, kind of a dim wit. But, um, but it's it's tough when you got a gun in your hand and you don't know you have a gun. Well, I, mean, I agree, and I'm not. That's that's the part of it that if you got a gun, I mean, you and I've had this discussion before. You know, if you if you make the determination you're going to shoot somebody, you shoot to kill. That's how you're yes. trained to do it. Yes. So you know, but to have a gun in your hand and not know you have a gun in your hand, that's super scary. I agree. You know, I she agree. could she could have you know a brain tumor. She could have been drunk. Who knows? Yeah, but it's not an isolated. I mean, it's this it's, is the it, first incident of hers, rare. but there are other cases of cops. It's only thinking happened they had a taser really a few don't. times yeah. in human history, though. It's a very, very rare occurrence. But it does happen. Yeah, I mean, it you, it does happen. So yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean, you got a nation of three hundred million people. You know, even if each of them has a one in a million chance of doing something incredibly yeah. stupid, that's still three hundred times. Yeah. Oh my God! This yeah. story. Oh yeah. This story just broke this morning. Uh, maybe you've seen it. On the same day, Derek Chauvin was found guilty of murdering George Floyd by kneeling on his neck for more than nine minutes. A white teacher in North Texas apparently thought it would be funny to stage a photo of herself with her foot on the neck of a ten-year-old black kid. How do you not How see what a bad idea that is? How you? stupid are you? And you're a teacher. Yeah. And she's uh, a teacher. I, what are you doing? What, it's so that's funny. I don't. Okay. Yeah, I mean the de- the timing's bad, but I don't know that that's funny anytime. <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah, I, was say, I, don't I don't think timing has anything time. to do with it. You're right. Yeah, it's just that's that's just you know I I I don't know. So you know there might be like a Dean Martin photo with you know his foot on on uh, on Jerry Lewis's neck somehow that. People thought it was humorous, maybe. I don't know, but beyond that, I don't. I I can't think of many times that would be a funny thing. Remember what Dean Martin did walking on stage in Vegas? There's video of it. You can still see it. All the other guys are on stage. Frank Sinatra's up there, and Stammy Davis is up there, and uh, Peter uh, Peter Lawford's up there, and out comes Dean Martin. He comes walking out. And he's got a drink in his left hand, a cigarette in his right hand. Walks out picks up Sammy Davis Jr. by his waist, holds him oh, up in the air, right. and says, yep. I'd like to thank the Academy for this wonderful award. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. But it was funny. Yeah, it is funny. Because they were such good friends. Those guys loved one another. That's a whole different situation. Um, you know, for Andy and Doug and Michael, do you think we've learned something from yesterday? Maybe we can all work together. Because those, what is it, what are there, 16 people on the jury? To, oh, there was an alternate, were there yeah. 17 total people, is that there right? 12, 12, 12 made the decision, there were 14. They 12 had and 14, 14. Right? okay, 12 and 2, okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. after yeah. these people made the decision that apparently the whole world likes, maybe we can all, because half of them were white and half of them were people of color, some were black, some were mixed race, um, but they came to a decision. Can can we now get together and start thinking as one people instead of separating us all by skin color and religion and education and all the rest of it? Can we do that? I, th- I think the potential is always there, um, so. but it's so. just the voices of the it's the voices of the the people that divide it or people that react to voices that are out there dividing and. You know, who knows? Yep. But I, I hope we're heading in that direction. I mean, I, you know, good or bad, it's 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 nice to not have turbulence every single day. Yeah. You know, yes. and um, you know, hopefully we're getting back to some semblance of some semblance of normal. Hope you know, the so. some of the disputes coming up with the vaccine are interesting, but who knows? We'll see. <laughs> I, I I think that what hopefully will come out of this. 
I happen to be, be somebody that believes, and I think most people share this, that most cops are really trying to do a good job. No doubt people. about I mean, it. And it's just no. to oh, indict yeah. the entire yeah. profession because of people like Chauvin is just, that's just wrong-headed. It is wrong. But I think what has to change is it has to become okay and acceptable for them to finger the bad guys. I mean, because we yeah. all know for no, since right. they had, first had cops, it's like, you know, it's the code, it's the silence, always have each other's backs on and so forth. And, and I think that's what really has to change. Certainly being able to videotape the entire world all the time now is yeah, going to make a yeah. difference. But it, until we get to the point where that starts to happen, I think we've still got a little bit of work to do. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right oh, about yeah. that. We'll come well, together. There's always going to be work to do. Yeah, that's right. No matter what it is, it all would be work to do. So hopefully that'll be the situation. You know, I want to throw something in yesterday that I did. I, that I mentioned yesterday, and I was thinking about it all night. That when I was ten years old, nine or ten, I think I might have been nine, maybe ten. We went out trick or treating in North Minneapolis, and the first thing I'd like to mention about that: these were nine. There were five of us, nine-year-olds or ten-year-olds at the most. I know we weren't eleven, because I had moved to St. Anne's when I was eleven, so I was either nine or ten years old. And we went out trick-or-treating in North Minneapolis. Nobody bothered us. There was no violence. Nobody bothered the kids. They didn't, you know, steal our stuff or whatever. But it was Benny Crushan, who was black, Ronald Cloud, who was Native American. We had one of the Morales uh, family, who were Mexican. Chucky Gleason. I didn't want the uh, Irish just, guy you coming. J- dress up like the United Nations, these or are, what was the these costume? Are my, we went to <laughs> school together. These are the dynamite. These are the dynamite carriers. Yes, the same. <laughs> you're a hundred percent right. It was the same people who we thought were getting some railroad flares turned out to be dynamite. <laughs> Brought it to St. Joseph's, and the cops were there in about three minutes. I'll tell you that. <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, it was literally a black kid, a Native American kid, a Mexican kid, an Irish. I didn't want the Irish kid to come, but he came anyway. And me. And we had a wonderful time. There was never any thought about, you're this color, you're that color, oh, you're this, and you're that. We were friends, went out, had a wonderful time, and as Michael already pointed out, we went out again and thought we were getting railroad flares and carried a case of dynamite into St. Joseph's School. And they said... Mm-hmm. The greatest part of that is it's old, so it's unstable. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. I was listening to your, the morning show this morning, and Zepp was telling the story about some bonehead buddy of his that lit off a Roman candle in, in the backseat with the windows rolled up. <laughs> the windows rolled up. <laughs> Jesus, Palomino. <laughs> Unbelievable. So, yeah, what I'm trying to say is it's happened before. I didn't know that we were so unusual. No, growing up in an all-white neighborhood like most people did, that would seem really unusual. Yeah. In my neighborhood, it wasn't unusual at all because I went to school with all five of them. We all went to St. Joseph's. Well, I think I grew up probably 40 miles from the nearest black person, but I yeah. literally didn't even think anything of it. Well, we used and, to have people over the house all the time. You know, JB and his son would come over and swim in the pool, yeah. or Philly, Philly would come over. Or I didn't swim in the pool. <laughs> Yes, I, I was against it, but, you know. I literally did not process the concept of race until I was much older. No. And the media started telling me, you know. There you go. You are the enemy of this race, and they are the enemy of you, and et cetera, et cetera. I mean, Andy, did you not grow up with people of all color? Gay people came to our house, uh, you know, a lot. I all... think about it. No, you never thought because it was just normal. Yeah, I just didn't care. Yeah, we didn't care. And I'd like to get back to the point where we don't care anymore because it's a much better world to live in. Yeah, me too. Yeah. All right, Michael, I'm sorry, but uh, get off your ass and get back to work. You heard me. I'll go do that. All okay, right, thank you. Thanks for your time today. Bye. Have a good day. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant will take a break here. We'll be right back. I have not seen this man in a few years. Saw him. Ran into him walking around Lake Harriet a few years ago. Last time I saw him. And I wish I could stay, but I have to leave. No, I- <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. Part two.